Well, can I first say thank you for getting up? It's not easy. It's very early in the morning. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's 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 just turned seven. Listed our got us up at five thirty in the morning. Oh, That's okay. how it rolls me to go on a bird safari that you you would have hated it. Oh. I mean, floating it, around mangrove it, swamps. You're looking well. Uh, you you've got the body, if I may say so, of a Greek god. Thank you. Sadly, the Greek god in question is Blotus, god of eating and drinking. <laughs> god of Pina Colada. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> sadly. to episode 194 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name's Nick Page, and there on a Zoom screen, from Mexico. Buenos dias. It's Joe <laughs> Davis. I'm afraid it is, with the sound quality of a very bad thing. Yes. Sorry yes. about that. Not really sure how this episode's going to work, or if it is going to work at all, given the fact that I've got an echo going through my head of my own voice, which is pretty normal, may not be the audio at all. Um, but also, <laughs> heaven knows what the sound quality is. And we haven't got anything to talk about, really. Well, nothing planned. Oh, I've got lots to talk about. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> of course. I want to know how you are, that's for sure. But anyway, we'll get on to that, no doubt. Yes, so you're... you're being very good and doing this in the middle of your holiday, which is very nice, I think. Well, it's a joy. I, I want to see you mm. and contact the dear listeners. Mm. And so the first question is, obviously, are you having a good time? I am. Yeah, it's wonderful. What can I say? It's lovely. It's hot. It's too hot, if I'm honest. But there we go. Mm. How's it in England? Well, <laughs> the phrase too hot is not... <laughs> what it's, <laughs> it's pretty lovely actually i'm looking out the window yeah it's pretty beautiful and bright but it's quite cold we had um sleet and snow and stuff you know so, yeah. mm. and how are you because i i mean i've been obviously thinking of you and how how did the funeral go well um i should say thank you to all the podcasters who uh sent me kind messages and that was very mm. nice of them um, they're a lovely lot, aren't they? They are. What are they doing listening to this talk? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful and moving and very sad, you know. And oh. um, and and right. so, you know, it was it was a really good occasion, as good as it could be. But um, yeah, it was mm. pretty sad. As these things should be. But mm. it doesn't always work out that way. But that's really great. And how are you? I mean, I know the funeral went well, mm. but how are you for sort of processing it all through? And Well, you, you know how they say uh, sort of grief comes in waves? That's what people generally yeah. say about it. And I suppose the closer you are to the, the person, the greater the waves mm. are, the greater the frequency. Yeah. When you're like me, you're sort of not, you know, you're not family or something yeah. like that, and not yeah. in the same house. I experience it... Um, intermittently but but yeah you know without wanting to minimize the the pain and the grief and all that kind of stuff what i said about steve at the funeral i didn't feel i had to dress it up at all you know like sometimes i'm mm. funerals or eulogies or whatever mm. you you 
you you do a bit of a slight PR job, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one, I I could just be genuine because I I just thought um, yeah. it reflected the reality. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well done, buddy. Mm. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. We also yeah. attended Ali's mum's funeral via the gift of webcasting. Oh wow! Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And they they had this great quote. I mean, I know it's a, I know everyone probably knows this quote, um, but it's from Billy Graham, and he said, <laughs> Billy Graham uh, said this. He said, "Someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address. I would have gone into the presence of God. I do love that. Yeah, <laughs> just fantastic, isn't it? That's great. <laughs> And, and I like the uh, Dallas Willard thing we've mentioned before as well. I, and, you know, this idea that he he might not notice, you know, because Jesus says that people are alive yeah. who will not taste death, you know, and you, you don't yeah. really quite know what that means. But but his interpretation of it is, you know, you just won't notice. And, and Just to continue him, yeah. Yeah, and Steve's mum said to me something really fantastic. She said... Um, that in, at the hospice she was talking to him right towards the end and he said uh, he said the the light is getting brighter all the time um, mm. and he said when I'm finding it hard to kind of tell what's real and he said the rest of it feels like dust and then he mm. paused and he said but I still want a handful of dust you know cause mm-hmm. he, so he didn't yeah. want to go but I mean, I found that incredibly moving, you know, this idea that there was a reality into which he was heading. Um, Mm. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's, I tell you, it was an emotional old weekend, though, because our house is for sale. Oh, gosh, just one thing after another, isn't it? It's just to build up the stress points. I know. I have so many stress points. I said to Claire, should we get divorced just to add in the other one? You know, should we just... Yeah. Get, get the life points get the really full high. house. <laughs> Did she say yes? <laughs> Out of interest. Actually, come to think of it, she didn't reject the idea. <laughs> Very dangerous thing for you to suggest. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, the it's been quite up and down, you know. Well, welcome to the roller coaster that is moving home. Yeah, so a bit of an up and down time, really. So what's been the highlights of your holiday so far? Uh, there have been many, I have to say, but going on this bird bird trip, yeah, we just went out on a boat um, down to a very remote part of the island that's not built up. Um, in fact, a place that's only accessible by boat. And I went with Dr. Doolittle, turns out. He's a conservationist and everything. And he start, he, he moves in, uh, you know, we're floating up this tiny little stream that feels like no one has ever been there before amongst the mangroves where there are crocodiles. And um, he starts going... And then these warblers appear. <laughs> I mean, they literally come out to take him. So we see this mangrove warbler and black and white warbler and... All sorts of things. And yeah, we've seen so many birds. I mean, I basically take my binoculars everywhere and wow. stand out like a sore thumb. Have, have you had any other sort of meaningful encounters with, wasn't it a squid last time you connected with? Yeah, yeah. Is he still there? <laughs> he, or he, he left you? We did have a meaningful. We haven't seen. 
any reef squids. But yeah, I mean, the fish are fantastic. And we've had a lovely, we saw a couple of octopus, which was very exciting. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm having a really lovely time. It's brilliant. I feel I feel very churlish when there's so much need in the world to say, oh, I'm out here having a great time. But you know, I am having a great time, and I love not working. There's so much to be said for it. <laughs> I think I'm as tired as I've ever felt yeah, <laughs> before the holiday, and now I feel very nicely relaxed. So thank you. Good. I mean, I would love you to come. Here. I'd love you to see it, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be nice, but it, I don't know, it's a bit hot, isn't it? It is, it is a little is bit Is there hot. any bookshops? No, there isn't. Oh. Although I, we, obviously, the entire weight of our bags was in books. Oh, really? I've been reading, yeah, I've been reading some good books. Yeah, been reading some good books. That's good. I'm going to tell you about some of them. Okay. Mm. What are you reading? Yeah. Uh, well, at the moment, I'm reading a book. Again, this is thanks to listeners. Uh, someone wrote in and told me they were reading this book by Brant Hansen called Unoffendable mm. and immediately drawn it because the first line is a quote from Dallas Willard. Anyway, they it's one simple idea. It's very, it's very funny. It's very well written. Brant Hansen is a sort of radio DJ. And the simple idea is that you give up anger. That's it. There's nothing, the entire book is on that subject, why it's not a ridiculous idea, why it is in fact possible. And um, he takes you sort of step by step through. Mm. And it's it's a very interesting idea. I think I'm probably going to have a lot to say, but I'm going to finish it first. Uh, I've nearly finished it. Uh, I read a book called Joshua. That was quite interesting. I read a book called Faith Shift. Now, this is, this is uh, by Cathy uh, Escobar. And um, and when she says faith shift, we say mid faith crisis. Oh right. Uh, and this book was written in uh, 2014. I don't know why I was never made aware of it. Somehow or another, it, it passed under my radar. And um, and it's just so relatable. And um, <laughs> look, I'll read you a bit. Is it okay to read you a bit? Ah. Okay. So uh, symptoms of a faith shift. So. Uh, she says, see if any of these statements describe you. I haven't picked up my Bible in a long time and don't have any desire to. I don't even know how to articulate where I am spiritually these days. I have experienced a significant shift in my theology or faith perspective and find myself feeling disorientated and unsure. I have a strong negative reaction to words, phrases, Bible passages and worship songs that used to bring me comfort and peace. I find myself swearing more than I ever have in my life. I thought that was an interesting one. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel sad, angry, afraid and lost after a painful church experience. I have lost friends and significant relationships because of my shifting faith. I secretly worry that God is angry and disappointed with me. I feel betrayed or abandoned by God. I'm afraid I'm on a spiritual slippery slope and have no idea if I'll survive the landing. I sometimes wonder if God exists at all. I've stopped going to church altogether because I couldn't take it anymore. I feel scared that if I share some of these doubts and concerns out loud, I will be judged, scripturized, or ostracized. I like the phrase scripturized. Scripturized, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since leaving church, I feel so much better. And she goes on. But um, I mean, those are just some of the symptoms. And I thought, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting 
uh, list to reflect on. But it's not a book that is in any way negative. I mean, because she is still a pastor. Right. So she talks about the two sort of directions you can go in after a mid-faith crisis. One is return, go back to church mm. and, and make it work and find a home there. And then the, the other is the sort of uh, the spiral uh, mm. into, into the depths. And, uh, and, that, and that's fascinating. She says both, both valid, but everything does have to fall apart, as we know, before you can rebuild. Mm. And that's the painful part. And she articulates that whole journey really well. That's a, it's a good list. It's it, more or less our email bag, isn't it? <laughs> it's the <laughs> it yeah. subject heading um, of what we get. Yeah. I think what I found really interesting about her is, you know, I've often wondered, is there a, is there a church that exists for people who are in that journey? And, you know, can they still belong to a community? Because that's what you often miss out. You, you really miss that sense of being part of a community. And she started, she started this church called The Refuge. And um, I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah. And she would make a great guest on the show. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah, she'd be up for coming on it, but let's try. Yeah. yeah. I think inevitably it's hard to find a church that would sort of encompass all of that because you've got so many people at different stages. I think the question is, can you find a church that makes allowances for that, re- recognises as a, as a thing... And also where you can make sort of reasonable compromises. You know, I, I, church is mm. mainly, it's often for me a, a, a bit of a compromise in some respects. You know, because you, there's things happen that you don't necessarily yeah. suit your spirituality, but you just yeah. compromise on that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I, so, so what about you? What are you reading? You always read interesting books whenever I ask you. Um well, I've been. Uh, I was reading a book on gargoyles. It <laughs> was quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> Is this specifically church gargoyles or yeah. just gargoyles generally? Yeah, gargoyles and grotesques on church yeah. walls. And um, it's, one of the interesting things about them is how unchristian they appear to our eyes. You know, mm. because they they're sort of often very vulgar. And you know, they're mm-hmm. like particularly in Lincolnshire, I was reading. There seems to be a, a a tradition of in medieval times of putting gargoyles on of men mooning. Um, <laughs> and you know how you know how a gargoyle, the water comes out of its mouth. That's the yeah. Of it. In yeah. these ones, the water didn't come oh, out of the no. mouth. Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh no! <laughs> wow! And of course, the thing is, everybody looks at it and goes, how. There's medieval pagans doing this and sneaking them onto no the medieval world was just a lot more earthy than ours and it and it saw mooning as a way of scaring off evil forces I, of... I find it still does <laughs> so, uh, what their their Christianity didn't really look like ours in some respect I, I find it quite um wonderful in a way it's very comic and and silly so, you know. <laughs> And well, I don't know. There's much more to say, really. I I've been thinking it was coming up to Easter. We should say something about Easter. Uh, well, we I feel we should. Yeah. Okay. Well, Easter's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking. I haven't done. I really don't feel I've done Easter very well this year because you know Lent started on my birthday, which was you know it's always <laughs> a shame. 
uh, <laughs> I often think. Mm. <laughs> and I've been following these, um, the normal, the Brian Draper Lent course, which mm. is excellent as ever, uh, and, and some other uh, devotional stuff. But, but I've just, I've been so distracted this, this running. It's, it's, it's lost a lot of it. Last year, I found it really, really moving and powerful and all the mm. rest of it. This year, it's it's a bit it's a bit strange for me, uh, really, and 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 that upsets me because I think actually I'm more into incarnation, celebrating Christmas and resurrection, celebrating Easter than I probably ever have been. Mm. Um, you know, just in terms of my own faith journey, but 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 I haven't I really haven't been into Lent this year at all. So I kind of have I feel I've not done it well, really. Well, uh, it, it depends, doesn't it? Because I think you can celebrate these things in the sort of emotional tone that you're in at the time, really. So last year, you know, the, the sense mm. of things being closed down and, uh, yeah. you know, in, in almost in the wilderness kind of thing, Easter had a very powerful, to me, very mm. Lent was very yeah. powerful last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year, I think we all need, the joy a bit you know and that may be where your what where your real need is this year you need the celebrate you need the yeah. feast more than the fast yeah <laughs> yeah um, my body would say not <laughs> no, but emotionally that's yeah that's no i think you may I think. I think you may be right i think you'd be right and and and, and who of us doesn't really i mean that's that's been quite a two years we've lived mm, through mm. and i think if you if you lay a grief and having lost people on top of that journey as well it, it, it has led us all into quite an exhausting emotional spot really mm. so but, yeah I that that makes perfect sense what you're saying thank you but we spend a lot of time I think trying to you know feel as we're supposed to feel um mm. but I think the, the yeah. great thing about the major feast is that they can encompass different kinds of emotions and reflect that. I've been thinking a lot about mm. uh, bereavement, obviously, and about the. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about the cross, really, um, and not because it's funny the way we talk about the cross. I know, I know, we've done episodes at like on the doctrines mm. around it, but you know, when people talk about the cross, they they do it in different ways. So one, I remember going to a retreat a few years ago. It wasn't really a retreat; it was more somebody shouting at me and um uh, it was sort of conference <laughs> thing and the bloke just said oh, i just want to talk about the cross all i want to do is talk about the cross god wants me to talk about the cross but he never actually talked about the cross he just kept using the words the cross <laughs> and he's just shouting he seemed quite ironically <laughs> cross about it and you know <laughs> So there's that bit where the cross becomes this sort of shouty thing that we just yeah. say, "Ah, oh, the cross! It's all about the cross," and and everybody goes, "Yes, it's all about the cross." Nobody really knows what they mean. The other thing that happens is people trying to explain it the whole time, you know. And that, as we've covered in other episodes, is a mm. you know you can't mm. you can't really do it. Everyone knows what the cross did in terms of salvation, but nobody knows how it did it. So you just have to mm. sort of go with that. But I've been thinking about it in terms of the experiential thing. You know, we were talking about the body of Christ and living yeah. as the body of Christ. 
And it seems to me that if you actually do live as the body of Christ, then you will experience the things that Christ experienced. And the more more Christ-like you are, in a way, the more people will react to you exactly the way they reacted to Jesus. So some will be drawn to you, some will ask questions, and some will be actively hostile. So I'm thinking about what that experience looks like in in my life and the lives of other people. You know what is because it seems to me that you know the big message of Easter is you you can't have it's resurrection, isn't it? But the way to resurrection is always through death. It's always through some kind of death, a metaphorical death, yeah. a symbolic death. Yeah. You know, and, and I've been drawn back to that image again, which we've talked about, I, I'm sure, before. Um, you know, we've talked about how in the evangelical tradition we tend not to do crucifixes. We have crosses, and crucifixes seems very Catholic, and therefore dodgy, and all the rest of it. Um, but I've I have had this picture of it's called Christ in the Trenches, and it's a, a photograph from World War One mm. of a, a church was destroyed, and the crucifix ended up in a trench, and it's just this incredible, powerful image of war of Christ, of, you know, the sort of depth of inhumane humanity, but also hope. And it's just one of those images you want to keep coming back to and looking at. And Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, especially with all you've gone through, my whole, I suppose a lot of my problem a lot of my life is I've been too quick just to, let's just get to the joy bit. Let's just move straight to the joy bit. We can discard this whole suffering nonsense. And then you, and then, you know, as you get older and hopefully a bit wiser, you start to think, oh yeah, no, I, I actually have to engage. And I don't want a God that doesn't understand suffering mm. in any case, um, because then you, then that God surely can't understand me. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's a powerful, I bought it with me that, I must. I'll put a picture of it on our Facebook. Well, page. the funny thing is, yeah. one of the things I've been working on was a, a stations of the cross resource um, linking with the persecuted church, which I'll probably launch next year. But what I was trying to do is link in the scriptural account of Jesus with the real life experiences of the body of Christ elsewhere in the world. You know what's happening? They're facing injustice. They're facing mockery. Mm. They're they're having to set their face towards um, punishment and even death. And, and of course, they're also experiencing resurrection. But the, one of the images that um, uh, the designer found f- for me was for the crucifixion. And it's a crucifix on the wall of a church in Syria in the wake of IS. Invading. Oh, gosh. And they've just yeah. machine gunned this thing to pieces. And yet it's still hanging there. And I'll see wow. if I can put that picture up as well. It's yeah. incredibly yeah, powerful. And, wow. Uh, Yes, yeah, so I was leading a sort of meditation on all this. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of. I think it'll be, for me, a little bit more sombre kind of Easter in that respect. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to talk, I've got to preach on, on Easter Sunday, so I better come up with some good ideas. Yeah, let's hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to depress everybody. <laughs> we might sit. <laughs> I'll, I'll just read out that checklist. It's really like this. listen anyway we ought to wrap up and i'll let you get on with your holiday and go and see more flora and fauna and yes you know have your first margarita of the day or whatever (laughs) 
it's a spiritual practice. It is. <laughs> for Lent. <laughs> yeah, you're giving up Lent for margaritas. How marvellous. Um, so thanks, thanks for making the time, buddy. I really appreciate that. Oh, uh, no, it's lovely to see you, mate. It really is. And, um, yeah, I mean, feel free not to put this episode out. <laughs> I'm not sure we helped anybody with no. it. But it's lovely to talk to you. Well, and a happy Easter to all our listeners. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And thank yeah. you for your support. And we look forward to um, connecting with you when Joe comes back from holiday. Look forward to it. Bless him. Happy Easter.